Hi, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. On today's show, we're in conversation with author Georgia Hunter. She's written the national bestseller, We Were the Lucky Ones. Hunter's steering novel is the story of a Jewish family ripped away from each other at the start of the German and Russian occupation of Poland on the eve of World War II, and their extraordinary journey back to each other a story based on Hunter's grandfather's real Holocaust survival story. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show author Georgia Hunter. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I was so intrigued when I heard about this book. Give me a little backstory because it's really interesting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I am. This story is is based on a family history that... um, I was unaware of up until I was about 15 years old. Wow. Um, so it was based on my grandfather's history. Um, he, and, and what I, the way I discovered it is actually through a high school English project. Really? <laughs> um, when I was 15, yeah, my English teacher assigned our class what he called a eye search, an eye search, and we had to go and interview a relative mm-hmm. to learn something about our, our roots and then turn about ourselves. And uh, my grandfather had passed away the year before, um, so I decided to sit down with my grandmother, Caroline, and sure enough, it was over the course of that hour that I discovered that my grandfather, who I had assumed uh, was born in America, was actually born in this town called Rodham, Poland, and that he came from this large family of Holocaust survivors. Amazing. So who would have thought a project would have uh, reconnected you with who you are? I know, I know. I still have I have the original, and I love having it. I keep it in my by my on my desk um, by my side. I kept it with me throughout the writing process. It was a good reminder of of what asking questions can um, result in, and and so I kind of learned I learned about my grandfather's piece then, and then um, about five years later, my mother hosted a family reunion at our home in Massachusetts, and for her father's side, and she's one of 10 first cousins, mm-hmm. and um, she invited them all. They came in from Brazil and France, Israel, all over the States. Wow. They all readily agreed to come. They brought their spouses and children. I think we were 32 in all. And um, it was then, I was 21. I had just graduated from college, and mm-hmm. I'll never forget, one night, um, wandering out to the back porch where my mom and her cousins were sitting, that generation above mine, telling stories. And I sat down and listened. And that's when I got snippets of the greater um, Kirk family story. You know, I kind of understood the siblings and their past yes. to survival. You know, the one, one that was sent to Siberia, there was um, one of my mom's cousins had been born in Siberia in, in a work camp and had no idea why his parents had been sent there or when his actual birthday was, but just that they had spent a year um, felling logs in Siberia. And another talked about how his parents were married in hiding. Um, they had uh, you know, found a rabbi willing to come out of hiding to marry them in a secret wedding in Lvov. Another talked yeah. about how her mother had hiked over the Alps pregnant. So this when, that was when I sort of got the, this bigger picture of what this family um, did to survive. Right. And I think that's when the idea was seeded to, to write the book. You must have been so riveted to these stories. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. a gift to sit down and meet all these people. 
I know, I know. And to then, and then the next, you know, I, okay, it would take another eight years before I finally put a stake in the ground and said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm yes. going to research and write the story. But, but my research led me to Brazil and to France and into the homes of these cousins, again, mostly of my mom's generation, second generation survivors. And I never would have sat with them and, and gotten to know them and listened to their stories had I not kind of embarked on this journey. And I feel so grateful for that. I really, you know, I feel closer to them and then through them and the telling of their stories through, I feel closer to, you know, my grandfather's generation, the relatives that I never had a chance to know. So it's, yeah, it's been riveting and very, and a very emotional process. And then you, you kind of discover who you are and where you come from, Mm -hmm. because you had no idea you were even part Jewish. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. My grandmother, so when my grandfather, um, married uh, my grandmother Caroline, who was a Presbyterian from the American South, and mm-hmm. not that she wouldn't have raised the kids Jewish, but yeah. I think when he, when they finally got back to the States and grew their family and he started his business and he was very forward thinking, and I think like a lot of survivors, he chose personally to put that piece of him behind him, or at least not to make it part of everyday dialogue with his, with his kids. Um, he did. He did travel back to Brazil, where his brothers were, and that he would go for Passovers, and you know, every once in a while, talk about his mother's challah bread, or maybe you know, counting Polish at the keys of his piano. But he was mm-hmm. not dwelling on it, and it was just not a piece of. It was not part of the daily conversation for him. It's so fascinating to go back to your roots. Not everybody can do this. I know two things. I have my dad had a cousin who went back to um, Kiev, where part of my mm-hmm. family is from and we have this huge book of all the relatives and the timelines and pictures and it's such a gift and the yeah. other, the other thing I just want to share is that um my grandmother's cousin uh lived with Anne Frank wow is really? that wild and I just discovered uh. this and um he's still alive and he uh. lives in Florida and he wrote this book and how um I forget the whole story, but anyway, they were friends. They were family friends. And wow. I, but I want to get back. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I wanted to share that. I want to get back to your book, but I wanted to share that because when I yeah. read about you, I thought, wow. It's, did you ever dream you would go do this much traveling? <laughs> no. I, I mean, I knew I wanted to go to Poland where the family, you know, was from. And mm-hmm. nobody else in the family really had any interest in going back. No one, I think maybe one sister went back for one visit and, and, but my grandfather certainly never went back and it definitely, um, meant a lot to me to, to be there. So, but I, but I spent a lot of time. I, it was, I owe credit to my husband, Robert, who was like, we're spending the summer <laughs> retracing your family's footsteps. You know, we're not going to go to the beach. We're not going to go to Martha's Vineyard. We're going to go to Eastern Europe and we're going yeah. to be a, in a city a day and we're going to follow in the footsteps through Poland and wow. Czech Republic and Austria and Italy and we did and I'm so glad we did and yeah I, I never would have imagined setting off I knew the research would entail travel to interview relatives because like I said they live in Brazil and in France and both coasts of the states mm-hmm. and Florida but um, yeah the the traveling in in the places where the story takes place was really a big piece of it. I'm so glad I did that. It's just just to stand in the same places where they stood and to see kind of through oh, their yes. eyes what it felt like to be there was Oh yes. Was moving. I think that's incredible. So yeah. so what has it been like? I mean it took you, you know, many years to write this. How is life different for you since writing this book? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it really start to finish. It was nine years, which is kind of hard to think, believe looking back. Um, but I, I just feel so grateful. I feel like I have this um, very beautiful understanding of of who I am and why I am the way I am yeah. and of what my, you know, very close relatives and ancestors endured um, throughout those years of the Holocaust. And mm-hmm. it makes me appreciate them, appreciate their struggles, appreciate their courage and perseverance and the love that kind of got them through. Um, and it certainly, certainly makes you, <laughs> you put your own modern day problems into perspective. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Now, the, the Addy in We Were the Lucky Ones was a composer. Was your grandfather a composer as well? Yes. Yeah, Addy is based on my grandfather, Eddie, who he changed his name to Eddie when he got to the States. This is phonetically the closest sounding to Addy. Um, and he composed, yeah, the, you can actually listen to the song that I mentioned in, in the book called List, which is Polish for Letter. Um, that one kind of actually made him famous in his early 20s before really? the war. And um, he went from there and just never stopped composing. He was just a composer at heart, you know, engineer by trade, but um, up until the very end. I mean, one of the, my fondest memories is, is of him at the bench of his piano with his pencil tucked behind his ear and m- making, oh. you know, edits to his compositions. So, yeah, he was a beautiful composer. The picture on the front of the book. Tell me about that. <laughs> I wish I could say it were their family members, but... Um, they're, they're not. I do love it. I it's, love it. I feel like it offers a lot of kind of mystery and intrigue, and you do kind of get this sense of love, mm-hmm. I think, from the two of them, um, and desolation at the same time. Um, yeah, I, Viking did an amazing job, I think, on the, on the art and the cover. I love it. It's beautiful. And Thank you. And how did you come up with the title? So that is actually, I'll tell you the story behind that. So they're... Back to the family reunion um, when I was 21 and and sitting outside on the back porch listening to stories, um, at the end of that evening, my great-aunt Felicia, who um, she was, uh, she experienced the war from age one to six, so she was a year old at the start of the war, and her only memories of a child are that of living through that time, which is pretty horrific, but mm-hmm. um, at the end of the night, so she was the oldest cousin at this reunion, and we'd all been, they'd all been telling stories, and at the end of the night, she looked around at everybody at the table and said, you know, it's almost a miracle that we're here. We really shouldn't be here today, all of us, and then she said, we were the lucky ones, um, and so obviously that that Amazing. sentiment stuck with me. I didn't like, go home, you know, I didn't go to bed that night saying, okay, I'm going to write a book and call it We Were the Lucky Ones. Of course. But I think, that, again, that's when, that's when the idea was seeded and the, the spark was kind of ignited. I lived in Brookline, Massachusetts, and I went to BU. Oh, yeah. Where did you go to college? I went to University of Virginia in Charlottesville. Okay, but you're from Massachusetts? I'm from Massachusetts, yeah, southeastern Mass, um, a town called Plainville. It's about do, as big as it sounds. But. I, I've never even heard of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like um, this experience, that, uh, writing a book, will lead you to other books? I mean, it must be a life changer, what you did. Yeah, it feels, um, it's been a journey, to say the least, mm-hmm. Um an emotional one. Uh, it was never like, oh, can I finish this or can I do this? I always kind of knew this is going to happen. It's going to take a while. I'm not going to rush through it. I will, I will complete my research to the best of my ability, and I'll tell the story to the best of my ability. Um, and certainly I feel like a, a changed person for it. Um, 
but um, as far as what's next, I, I really, it's, you know, this was a passion project of mine, and it's my yes. first book. Um, so it's, it's hard to imagine another story gripping me and pulling me in such a personal, on such a personal level. But that said, I come across stories all the time that do grab me and say, oh my gosh, this is a story that needs to be told, yes. um, whether it's a headline or, um, you know, something on my, my history um, fact of the day, something that happened on this day in history. So I think I've, I've, got, a, I've got a running list of those um, intriguing stories that I'm excited to flush out when the time comes to, to think about book number two. <laughs> you know, I know we have to wrap up, but I want to say that the um, literature that came along and that, you know, about the book, that came along with the book, and the pictures of your family and the little oh. um, summaries were so riveting. I thought, wow, this could be an amazing documentary. Oh yeah, I kind of I I have a, an amazing film agent who's who's on it, and she said the same thing either as a film or maybe as like a series, like a eight part yeah. series or something. I, I could see that too. It's because it really is a story of such breadth. You know, there are quite a few siblings, um, and they cover a lot of ground geographically. Yes. Um, but yeah, and if you're interested, um, if listeners are interested in, in, in those kinds of pictures, I have tons of them on my blog. If you go to wewerethelucky1s.com and, and click on the blog and you can search by character's name, relative's name, or town setting and see some of the photos that I have and some of the records I was able to find in my research. Is that the best place for people to find out more about you on your blog? Yeah, mm-hmm, okay. yeah, because I kind of, people, as I was researching the story and telling people about the story, I kind of got as much interest in the story as itself, itself as I did in my personal journey in unearthing it. So mm-hmm. I realized I, I didn't belong in the book. I didn't want to be any part of the book. That was, that was in honor of the family set in the past, but I, I wanted to record the process of researching it. So I've got um, lots of kind of, um, you know, what it meant to me and what, my, what kind of findings I was able to discover both through oral history as well as outside resources. And then um, I also have a page um, of ancestry search tips if anyone's interested in kind of researching their own family history, kind of where to start and, and some link, good links there. And that's um, all on, on your website. blog as well? Yeah, it's, it's, you can get to it by wewerethelluckyones.com mm-hmm. or by georgiahunterauthor.com. It's, Perfect. Um, Lots of resources. Yeah. Georgia, thank you so much for calling in. This has been fantastic. Oh, thanks, Janine. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait, one last thing. I noticed your book tour. You're going to be in San Diego uh, the 8th yeah. and 9th. And yes. um, where can people find out more about where you're touring? Will it be on your blog? Yeah, also on my website under the events tab. Yep, so I've got two events in La Jolla on January 8th and January 9th, Monday and Tuesday coming up. Excellent. All right. Well, safe travels, and thank you so much for calling in. Again, thanks for having me. All right. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Georgia Hunter calling in to talk about her powerfully moving debut novel based on an extraordinary true story of survival. The book is called We Were the Lucky Ones. Again, that was Georgia Hunter. If you want to follow the show on Twitter... I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And if you want to find out about being a guest on Get the Funk Out, you can send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at org. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 